welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. Uh, we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of our book club and just talking about books that we've been reading during our week and having a general catch-up. Now, me and Claire are actually on our 10th book club book together since starting this podcast uh, when we moved away from each other. And we are currently reading The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall, which is a young adult book set in the war times and we're about 100 pages in. So what are our thoughts so far on this book? Well, there was quite a lot of bombs going off in this 50 pages, wasn't there? There was a, there was lot, a lot going of on. I'm really liking the fact that the description of them going down into the bunkers and the and the, the fear of whether you're going to come out of there alive with each, you know, it's quite scary really because they ended up it started off with them taking their sausage and chips down (laughs) into the bunker didn't it she was like i have just made these sausage and chips we'll take it down i don't want the food to spoil (laughs) i mean i do think in these 50 pages that we just read the story really did ramp up Mm. it wasn't him going to school and just doing what children do it really did get serious and hard hitting Mm. and you think to yourself, even though this is a fictional book, this was actually someone's reality at some point. And that is just crazy to think that that is how they lived. You know, you went yeah. to bed and you didn't know if you would wake up because you could get bombed in yeah. the night and just be dead. And exactly terrifying. And they all hid in these shelters. And, you know, if the bomb landed on the shelter, you'd be toast anyway. Because they were only made out of thin metal. And they weren't really that deep underground either. It was... You know, if a bomb hit you, you would. You know, when you when they talk about when they're walking around the streets and the bombs have hit, and the streets are just flattened. There is nothing, is there? No. He got taken out with his dad, didn't he, to go and basically see if his gran and granddad had survived the bombing. Yeah, because they'd been told that where their gran lived, that everyone had died, but they were still standing. Yeah, I was trying to, because they ended up leaving their house, so I'm assuming it did get bombed but they survived it because she was still cooking something in a house that sounded like it was... It was falling apart. <laughs> falling apart. I, as well, I don't know if they took them in because that part of town kept getting hit with the bombs and they would rather than yeah. be with themselves. And it sounds like his granddad's got some PTSD oh. from World War One, anyway and obviously oh. this would be helping matters. Yeah, no, yeah, that was, it. That was quite we, sad, really. We do meet a new it? character... Who I would say is maybe the last character of their little gang that they've got yes. formed here. And it's uh, yeah. it's a boy called Nicky and he gets really bullied at school. Like nobody likes him. Oh, and it's... even the parents don't like his family. And it sounds like his family's got a really tragic story. But nobody seems to like him and his family. And nobody yeah. will say why. And I don't yeah. think it's because of his mum being, I think she was a prostitute. She's been a bit, yes, yeah. Uh, it, that's it's hard to know. I don't really I know getting. what was going on with his mum because, from the sounds of it, his dad was a sailor. His dad died. His mum then had loads of sailors in the house, more than one at a time. Mm. Always in a room. She sounded like a bit of a drunk. So it kind of sounds like she was a bit of a prostitute, maybe, for all of the sailors, his like work friends. I don't really know. The book never elaborates, it only hints. So you have to make your own conclusions. Yeah, and prior to the. The dad dying they used to have a lot of parties going on in the house didn't they so they were kind of known as the party house and uh yeah it, 
But I just don't understand why people don't like them because it sounds like they had a lot of money before mm. and had a lot of friends and then he died, she became a drunk and a prostitute and then no one speaks to her anymore and they all hate Nikki. But I wonder if there's something underlying all of that. Yeah, quite possibly. There could be just something, I, couldn't there? Yeah, just for her having a lot of male visitors. I don't know why that would make them all hate them to the point where they're like, don't go around yeah. there. yeah. And I, oh, I really felt sorry for the boy because what he had to face every day was pretty horrific, wasn't it? Oh, awful, awful. I don't know how he's still going. And in a way, I know Chaz has only made friends with Nicky so he can get something off of him. And I'm hoping they will make nice, like a nice friendship in the end. But I'm just yeah. happy that Chaz is using him because it's just made his life a bit better. Well, it's actually got a lot worse in a way. I mean, it got it actually. It didn't turn out very well for Chaz in the end, though, because he got castigated for what he did, didn't he? Oh, I would know. <laughs> and I was like, in Chaz's position, I would have done exactly the same. When you're a smaller person, you've got to use your wits and everything around you. Uh, absolutely. But like, even you know, even his dad said, "Fight with fists." You know, but you know, we won't say any more. And the nurse, where they took, took, um, took the guy to the hospital. I can't remember his name. What was his name? The Bodser, Bodder, Blogger, Blogger. No, was it Blogger? Bodser, 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 Bodser. Was it Bodser? Uh, something like that. And uh, they took him to the hospital, and even the nurse said, "You fight with fists." like that to him didn't it to Chaz and, and I was like, like whoa this is a know. war people are shooting people stabbing people exactly no one's fighting with fists it, I always thought I was, that annoyed me actually <laughs> yeah yeah because um because Kem and uh what was the other guy dropped Audrey? out Kem because Kem oh and Clogger Clogger they Clogger's dropped a new out character. for a little while yeah Kem and Clogger dropped out of after that fight for some reason they they weren't friends with Chaz for a little while and they but they've come back on the scene so even you know it was yeah because a bit of peer Cloggers pressure was there a new I character think. introduced yes. as well he's yes. from Scotland staying with his aunt yes. because all of his family's dead and he's just made fast yeah. friends with them yeah exactly so actually a lot happened they're, they're a funny bunch altogether, aren't they it kind of remind me of the Goonies. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> probably because they're being naughty and doing things they shouldn't be doing, and they're all a bit mis. They're all like the misfits. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously something we're not going to give it too much away, but something happened in the end that that is going to be a massive secret. Oh yeah, you know and- it was actually very good when I got to that last chapter and I read the last bit. I was like, oh, I want to know what's going to happen next. Yes. It's yeah. all set up. It's nice, easy reading. There's good description about when there's an air raid going on. I'm liking the characters. The characters are, are all quite different and in their own little ways. But can we talk about how the author called his main character? I said I had issues with this, with Chaz and Kem, and now we've got Clogger. <laughs> Why are they all beginning with C? Chaz, Kem and Clogger. <laughs> what, like, you couldn't... And what's with all the weird names? Chaz, Kem, Clogger, yeah. Bodzer. The only person I actually remember is Audrey. Because at least she's got a name. 
maybe it was a thing to call people by their nicknames because Nikki is actually Sicky Nikki, isn't he? <laughs> So he was sicky, Nikki. He was sicky, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. Everyone just had a nickname. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they... Can I, I forgot my favorite Ooh. part of the book so far. Oh, what was that? The woman when the the air raid went off and they thought their neighbors had been killed because they hadn't come into the shelter, but then she falls in with the knickers around her ankles. Oh, how amazing yes. was that? I, we almost missed <laughs> telling everyone about that. She was on the toilet, wasn't she? Was she was on the toilet. She had to run. And she ran with the knickers <laughs> around her ankles. Yeah. I thought, could you imagine being like a 12 year old boy and that woman just falling into your thing with the knickers around her ankles? You'd be scarred. <laughs> yeah, that was a really funny bit. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, I forgot about that bit as well. Uh, well reminded there, Sophie. So we are going yeah. to read up to page 151, which takes us up to chapter 12. Do read along with us. Let us know your thoughts over on our Instagram at Lounging With Books. Claire always posts every Monday to remind you about the podcast. So it's a great time for you to add your comments on that post for us. We can see if you're enjoying the book with us. Otherwise, if you're not reading the book, do stay tuned where we share and discuss our thoughts. It might inspire you to, to read it. You never know. But other than that... What else have we been reading, Claire? Have you started your massive book? I have started my massive book. I've started uh, Firefly Lane by Kristin Hanna. And I have to say, I am really enjoying it. I thought it was going to be a bit chick flicky and a bit like, mm. but, but I mean, I like a chick flicky type book. You know, I do. But the characters are there's been moments in this book that I've been felt real emotion about the, the characters. So the two characters, there's uh, a girl called Tully. Uh, her name's Tallulah. And she lives with her gram. Um, just to put you in the picture, the book starts off in the 1970s. So it's around 1974 when the book starts. And she lives with her gran because her mum left her there at two years old. And her mum is really flaky and she is a she smokes a lot of pot, she goes on lots of demonstrations and she just disappears out of their lives for like years and then pops back in and sort of does the whole mum thing but not very well while she's there, creates chaos and then dumps her again and goes off. So she's she's had that so she's always lived with her gran on one of those moments when she is with her mum, she goes to live in her grand's other house, which is near a girl called Kate. So she's neighbour to this girl called Kate. And she's an unpopular girl at school and got no friends. She used to have lots of friends until they started, I think it's junior, junior school. I can't remember what it is in America because this is based in America. Oh, okay. I think it's on the West Coast, up near Seattle, that sort of way. She's unpopular, she's got no friends, and she thinks, oh, this new girl, she won't be friends with her because she's really cool and wears really lovely clothes and stuff like that. Well, anything, anyway, something happens to Tully. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Something happens to Tully, and you can probably imagine what happens. It was at a party, and she confides in Kate, and they become friends through this. But Tully, 
she's not a very good example, I don't think. She doesn't set a very good example and she she's making Kate do things that perhaps Kate wouldn't ordinarily have done. Some of it is good, some of it is, you know, the but the parents of Katie seem to be on board with all this because I think the mum is desperate for Katie to be popular and have some friends and so they see Tully as oh this girl who's come into Kate's life but they are wary of the fact that she's not going to be a very good influence but they just will tolerate it if you like they seem to some somehow this Tully character seems to have some power over people she's got like this personality that that she seems to get away with stuff a little bit but she's, yeah. she's not had a very good upbringing. Yeah. We've moved on in a couple of years and they both want to be, well, Tully wants to be a reporter and she said, oh, you want to be a reporter too, Katie. Let's do it together. She just wants to do everything together. So we'll see how it goes. So I, I think it's going to go through different decades of years and something toxic is definitely going to happen. But I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Good choice then. Good choice. Yes, yes, because you did pick my book for me. Didn't I you? did, I did, and I was worried. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what was this just like it? <laughs> I'm obviously still listening to Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, but I've not been out in the car that much this week, so I've not progressed too much with that book, but still really enjoying it. It is such a, a book that takes you through all the emotions which is terrible when you're driving. She don't want to be crying, but there you go. <laughs> so still really enjoying that. Hoping to give you a review next week as well with that book. And then there's a book that I've been wanting to read for ages. And I'm talking about as soon as this book came out, which was many moons ago now, I was like, I really want to read that book because on paper it was everything I love in a fantasy book. The problem with fantasy books is that they're massive. Or if they're not massive, they've got loads and loads and loads of them in the series. This particular book, I loved it because there wasn't any other books in the series. It was going to be a standalone and just one book. Crazy, that never happens in fantasy. And the book is The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. And the book is huge. It's over 800 pages and I've been intimidated to read it, but I thought this is the time. I'll get it on my Kindle so I don't know how big it is. And I guess I was just a bit scared of it as well because I've not been enjoying my books at the moment. I thought, oh, it's a bit of an investment if I don't like it. It's not like I can just read 400 pages and be done with it. Good news is, though, I'm absolutely loving it. I started reading this on Monday and I'm already about 20% of the way through the book. So for an 800-page book, I think that's quite good going. (laughs) I don't know how many pages that relates to. My maths isn't great, but... Really, really enjoying it. I thought with most fantasies, sometimes when I opened up the book and it had like a map, I thought I'm going to get lost. But she's done a really good job of just keeping things to the east and to the west of her world. So it's really easy to know who we're talking about and what's going on because even though other factions are mentioned, you know it's only those two ones that are important for the story. You would hate it, Claire. There are so many names that are just nonsensical (laughs) and I would have to make the names up and they always say their last name before their first name and it's the same with when they say their age they say like one and twenty very strange but other than those quirks really enjoying it there's a lot of political intrigue but it's easy to follow which is so hard when you write fantasy to walk that line of 
making it interesting, building a world, but also making it easy to understand and follow as a reader who doesn't know this world that you've created. And it's about these two factions of the world that follow different religions, but they were both affected by these worm creatures that tried to destroy the world. And based on that, they follow different religions because they think different things cause the end of that event. One of them trains and rides dragons and really, really likes dragons, whereas the other nation condemns anything to do with dragons because they see dragons as the same as these these worm creatures that came and almost destroyed the world. And from the sounds of it, the this evil being, which they call the Nameless One, is coming back. And will they join together to fight it? I don't know. <laughs> and you're just like you're just like what what is Sophie even talking about right now? <laughs> oh, it sounds right up your street, Sophie. It That's really, really say. is. I think it surprised yeah. me. Like when I read Gideon the Ninth, which was also a massive book, that book surprised me with how easy it was to read and how fun it was. And Samantha Shannon's done the same thing with this book. It is fun and easy to read and. I, I really want to know what's going to happen to all the characters and I also want to know more about the characters because she's introduced them and we know a bit about them but I want to like know more about all of them and yeah just really well crafted and I'm really excited and really enjoying it oh. she has actually released a prequel but again it's a massive book so I think that'll be for another time another four years from now <laughs> yeah so instead of writing four books, she's basically put all of them into one book there, hasn't she? <laughs> she has, she has, and I respect this choice. It scared me, but actually I'm happy with it because now I'm not tied into like a nine-book series that most other fantasies like to do. I know, I do find that a little bit hard work when, when there's a massive series of books to, to read. Yeah. I understand where they're coming from, and I know it's probably a lot to explain in a sign, you know, in that fantasy sort of genre that you do need to do that because there's so many elements of it and characters and different parts of different worlds, and they all come together and things like that. You have to be very committed. You do, and also I find that if I've read a book as soon as it's been released, and then you're waiting for the other one, by the time the other one comes out. I've completely forgotten the world that they've built and I, I can't follow what went on and then you have to read the other one all over again. Um, yeah. And it is hard because I love fantasy and I love sci-fi, but both of those genres have issues with the fact that their books are stupidly big or there's so many in the series or they're overly complex when you're reading them and it just it hurts to read them. <laughs> Whereas hmm. this is perfect for me because it's given me what I want in a in an easy way to read so yeah the priority of the orange tree there you go a very arduous explanation of why i like this book so much <laughs> we will hear more about that next week you'll hear more about it for the next year i don't know when i'm gonna actually finish this 800 page book <laughs> how many pages is in my book this has got quite a lot actually so oh not not quite 500 pages so this is a big one yes 479 pages this book so that's quite a big one so there you go it's going to take the ages we're going to be talking about these two books for the rest of the yeah. year um, <laughs> that's all you need to know 
remember to join us next week we will be talking about the machine gunners and we still have a special guest to appear on our podcast as well uh, a famous author who's going to be chatting to us everything about the machine gunners as well for the last podcast that we do discuss this book so get ready for that episode very exciting so yeah read along we'll be going up to chapter 12 which is page 151 and it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me. Mm-hmm.